Yo, what's up everybody? This is the PlayStation Report. Current air quality is 177 in my location. Uh, I hear it's really terrible in Chicago. Tyler, thankfully neither of us are in Chicago. Uh, it's, it's so bad there that I'm seeing people wearing masks for, you know, just the fucking air quality. Like, it's, it's fucked up. What the fuck's happening? Are we turning into some Venusian hellscape? Maybe it's scary, dude. I think it's also just I was thinking about it yesterday because after um we ate dinner, we went on a walk and you step outside and you're like, "Oh my god, like is someone barbecuing?" No, that's the fucking air. And I was I was then thinking I'm like, this has been going on for so long now that it's it's like really scary. Yeah. It's like oh, dude, it's been weeks. Just nuts. Just nuts. Uh, Chicago, though, I heard is bad. Uh, NASCAR is having a street race there. Yeah, I just saw a fucking news story (laughs) that Chicago currently has the worst air quality in the world. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there's thousands and thousands of people that are going to come into the city to watch this NASCAR street race. Obviously, millions live in the city, too, but it's like... (laughs) Yeah, I I would recommend... It's crazy people out there i mean i'm sure that uh local health officials have already recommended this but wear a mask if you're going outside uh in chicago um not for covid just you know so you don't breathe in all that shit that's in the air right now awful yeah um the climate crisis aside uh which is a awful thing to have to say uh video games they're good. We had we we played some video games. I know for a fact that we've played some video games. Um yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh and maybe we should just lead off with that. Um right after we ended the recording last time, uh we hopped on to some Diablo 4 and played some co-op. Tyler, wh- what are your impressions of how this works? I thought it was mostly f- pretty good. Um, connecting, insanely easy. I think it's so cool how you can both be in different places in the world, wherever you are. I think it's... I don't even know how they did it, but just these, the way things scale. like It's basically... You are seeing the enemies at your level... Because the game scales with you, mm-hmm. yep. And I'm seeing things at my level, and but yet we're both like, you know, doing things together. And I just I don't even know how to to comprehend that. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I think that is the smartest thing because it just it doesn't matter because you were ten, twelve uh, levels above me. Um, so yeah, it, it almost doesn't doesn't matter. Um, and otherwise, I thought it was pretty good. I felt like even um, the connection was steady. I didn't notice any hitching, at least on my end. Um, I think the only thing that's a little weird is like side quests and things like that. Like we tried to do a side quest that I had, but like I can't choose it and you couldn't go into that area. You already did it. Yeah. That was a little weird, but that's probably the only thing I can think of that was poor. I mean... It was a it was a fucking blast. I I loved every second of it. 
Yeah, I, I think they did quite a few smart things here. Um, I'm not sure how much of the side quest tracking is just like there are like a shit ton of fucking side quests and they just didn't feel like doing that work or whatever. Um, right. It seems like it seems like that would be a lot. I, I don't know. Um, right. But some of the smart things they did, like I know some of the activities, like strongholds, like if I would go initiate it, it's very smartly allows the party to teleport directly to it and yep to that activity and yeah it's uh yeah it, it's pretty smartly designed it, it works it, it's functional it works very well um uh it, i understand why they do it because there isn't level boosting but when we did your story quests i don't get any rewards outside of the standard combat rewards uh like you know that you normally get from fighting fighting all the mm, monsters and stuff. Okay. But, like, the quest completion rewards, it doesn't duplicate again, which I get. I understand that's that might be um, that might be an avenue for people to boost characters up. Uh, but, yeah, in, in general, like, I, I'm, I had a pretty good time with it. It, it worked surprisingly well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it does. And I, I just, I had a fucking blast, man. It just, I feel like it was a, it was a throwback, no. even though you know that was only ten years ago or whatever. But I mean, it was it was just so much fun just running dungeon after dungeon and uh, just beating the shit out of dudes. It was it was cool too, just because we have both we're playing very different classes, um, so I feel like that worked pretty well. And ah, uh, when 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 you just walk into a room with a buddy and just just destroy a boss mm-hmm. like so fast um that is such a satisfying thing and it was it was a damn good time yeah yeah i'm looking forward to playing some more i'm i'm up to level 45 now uh okay. really close to those paragon levels and i'm looking forward to that yeah i i'm i'm at 32 i haven't played too much more since but i did i read correctly that you can't Get the Paragon levels until you finish the story. Maybe. In which case, I'll be over-leveled at the end. So. Yeah, because I, I need to look into it more, but I thought I read that the cap is 50, and you can't do anything else afterwards until you ah. finish the story. Okay. So I might just stop doing side quests for now. I might just That's what I thought, too, because I'm like, dude, I'm only... You, I mean, when you and I were playing, we finished Act One for me, and I'm like, I'm level thirty two. There is no way I'm doing all these side quests. I'm yeah, might the just levels do get it. exponentially harder to attain, though. Like I, I hear they do. Like, I heard something like something like level eighty is halfway to a hundred experience wise. So wow, that's crazy. It does ramp up, but I think I might because I'm sure you can do them and do the side quest still after you finish. The main story, so I almost might try to save a lot of them. Yeah, just pound them out afterwards when you get Paragon levels and need things to do, and yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's going to be an ongoing co-op game. Although I'm not sure, did I have a story about Baldur's Gate? Did you, you see did. about Baldur's Gate? Okay, we're going to talk about Baldur's Gate later because that's gonna that's gonna be something. Uh, yes. Um. But yeah, uh, did, did you have anything other than Diablo 4 you wanted to talk about? No, not, not really. Just a tad bit of F123, but that's that's all I've been able to play since we last potted a couple 
a couple days ago. So, yeah. but nothing, nothing new to report there. Okay. Well, uh, after we played Diablo Four, um, I, I played some Fortnite with Keith. Uh, it's been a while since I've played Fortnite. Like, and when I say a while, it only takes like a month away from Fortnite to come back to the game and be like, "What the fuck happened here?" And uh, <laughs> that that was right. my experience. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is happening here?" There's fucking Velociraptors, and there's this there's some new guns that work really cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I had a pretty good time with that. We didn't really win any matches, but we were we were having a good time. We were blasting some folks. It was good. Cool. And I have continued a little bit further into Final Fantasy 16. This, this, this story, man, it is uh, buck fucking wild. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how much more I can say about it, but like, they take some fucking swings, man. And some mm. of them hit, some of them miss, but man, the ones that hit are like, oh boy. Oh man, I I thought this character was safe. I really like this fucking character. Uh, and yeah, um, yeah, that 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 that's the extent of which I'll I'll say that. Uh, I'm having a really fucking good time with it. I have three of my icons, uh, primal what, you know the fucking big kaiju abilities. I I have three elements unlocked now, so. Yeah, really looking forward to it. So can you a lot, of, a lot just... of parallels between this story and Final Fantasy VII story? Now that I'm thinking about it a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Cool. I mean, I've only uh, experienced a part of it, but that's a great fucking story. Um, so that's exciting. Can you switch back and forth between any of the big old kaiju dudes whenever you want? Um. So you very rarely like. So the the actual big kaiju fights are all like scripted like kind of cinematic fights sort of like they're big boss fights you don't get to do them very often um, okay but in every like normal engagement every normal battle you can switch between their ability like so you have their abilities um and then uh yeah i mean you have you, you have their abilities they have their own skill trees and all that um so yeah you can swap between those on the fly um I think, like, the combos are, like, you'll hold R2 and then press square or triangle, and then each of them has a different circle skill. Um, but you cycle through them with L2, so, like, you can get some combos going. It's pretty cool. Okay, cool. Uh, nice. I've heard so many people talking about this game, and they go something along the lines of, like, I just had to put the controller down just because I'm just in awe of what I'm witnessing. And I'm just like, what could it possibly be? Obviously, I haven't started the game yet, but I'm like, man, I just that gets me really amped just hearing literally every person say that. Yeah, um, like some of the, the scenes and the environments in this game are just fucking jaw dropping, man. It is it is such a beautiful game. It yeah, I I I love it, man. It's it's really <laughs> fucking cool. Um, yeah. Part of me wonders, what do you think about this? I am only a handful of hours into Jedi um, Fallen Survivor. Did I say that wrong yet? Jedi Survivor. Why? I just said Fallen Survivor not, not that long ago. Um, should I pause that 
and play Final Fantasy 16 instead? Because you've played both of these games. So, what do you think about that? <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to say that even though I am documented number one Star Wars fan of the universe, I would say that if you played Final Fantasy 16, you will not go back to Star Wars until you finish Final Fantasy 16, whether like that was your intention or not. Oh man, okay. I think, dude, I might have to do it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Just everyone talking about it. It almost has me more amped to play this game than even Tears of the Kingdom when that came out. Mm-hmm. I guess mostly because I knew I was what I was kind of getting with Tears of the Kingdom, but and that that game's great. I'm gonna go back to it eventually, but I don't know. Final Fantasy 16. I guess being like a story-driven game and stuff too. I'm just like, damn. Yeah, I'm I, for it. Yeah, I, I put it down to to record this this show, and I, I'm like, I'm literally like fucking just kind of shaking a little bit about like what I'm about to do. It's really fucking cool. <laughs> mm, okay, all right. There's there are some really cool story things happening, and it's just and you you might have objections to how this makes you feel, but it's anime as fuck. <laughs> but. I think in the style that that game is, I think I can be really into it. So, okay. I think I'll start it this weekend. Then, let's oh, go. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I can't fucking wait. Can't fucking wait to see what you what you think about that. Mm. Uh, but as far as games I've played, that's uh, pretty much it. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Well, I, I say, yeah, unfortunately Final Fantasy 16 is a PlayStation 5 exclusive, or else I would have bought it on Steam and brought it to work on my Steam Deck. That's how I feel about it right now. It would supplant <laughs> me playing Tears of the Kingdom at work with this game. Wow. But, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is one of those games that's kind of a project for me. Like, I just, that's going to be a game that I play for over a long period of time. Right, right. But this... Final Fantasy 16 is a game I need to fucking play all the way through and see what what the hell's going on here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. That that's uh that's games I've been playing. Let's get into the news. We do have some news. Uh, we'll start off with uh, some good numbers here. Final Fantasy 16 has sold three million physical cop physical and digital combined. Rather. Um, Three million copies of Final Fantasy 16 sold. It's yeah, that, that's pretty successful, if you ask me. That's pretty successful. That's three million in six days. Right. It it's very good. Um, I'm just reading here because I was curious what Final Fantasy 15 did, and this article from Game Informer said that that sold five million in one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I feel like there was a lot of a lot stronger marketing push between 15 though. Yeah, and I'm not saying there was no hype for Final Fantasy um 16 and all, but it is on one platform. 15 wasn't. Uh it was on, you know, Xbox and PC, I think, at launch. Mm-hmm. Um and that game, I mean, people were waiting for that game and even its previous iteration, the Versus 13 like forever um so i think there's a lot of curiosity about that as well so yeah but still three million is 
is great. Puts it up there as one of the best-selling games of this year. Um, and then, oh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake, $3.5 million in three days. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you understand way, where that's coming from. That's, uh, right. that's a lot of nostalgia huh, wrapped right. up in this. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think more people should play Final Fantasy sixteen. It is a – it's wild. It's like we've entered – the time and I, I think it's been like this for a little while now but Final Fantasy can be anything now like it can be any type of game <laughs> Final Fantasy yeah right and uh I mean I just I'd accept it like if they want to make a Final Fantasy um I don't know if they wanted to make a Final Fantasy 7 spin-off game where you are ma- it's a management game and you're managing uh Avalanche as a as a rebellion force, <laughs> I would play that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, yeah, it it is cool how it can adopt to so adapt to so many uh, genres, but it's also that each one of these games is like their own franchise in a way. Even though yeah. it's all Final Fantasy, of like you know, there's multiple thirteen games, multiple seven games, and a shit know, ton of fifteen DLC, right? Um, maybe, uh, maybe we get a sixteen two. You know, who knows? This could be a universe they could still come back to. Um, or maybe they'll move on to seventeen. Obviously, they're continuing with the remakes as well. Like, I think Square Enix really could have something here, and I hope they they keep it going. Yeah, and they're like, I mean, I haven't talked about it in a while, but fourteen <clears throat> is kind of on the ramp, the lead up to their next big expansion as well. So Final right. Fantasy, yeah, fucking strong, a strong brand. It has always been a strong brand, but it is a very strong brand right now. Right. I think when I just to clarify a little bit when I said they could have something here. Obviously, they do have something here. This, <laughs> this franchise sells millions and millions of copies, millions of subscribers to Final Fantasy fourteen. It's I'm, I think I'm thinking of the like Capcom Resident Evil cadence, where they just kind of bounce around, but you know, between the different franchises and the nostalgia and the new. And I think that could just be so exciting for Final Fantasy. So I hope they keep that going. Yeah. Um, it seems like the only thing going at Niantic anymore is Pokemon Go. Um, Niantic has announced recently a restructuring, which is going to result in over 200 layoffs and a cancellation of their upcoming Marvel game. Um, I mean, it makes sense that if they're going to support any of their games, it's Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is still very popular. I still play Pokemon Go. And I see other people playing Pokemon Go because they keep taking those gems back that I'm taking. But yeah, um, this is a huge bummer for all those uh, people uh, losing their jobs. Um I think Niantic makes some interesting games. Pikmin Bloom wasn't really a huge hit, but um, before Pokemon Go, uh, fucking, what was that game called? Uh, ah, shit. Shit. Ingress. Ingress is the name of it. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, but Ingress was like kind of like this weird phenomenal. It was like the original one that they, they did, but it was like this weird phenomenon of uh, this... G- this kind of like GPS based like yeah it, it it's a really cool genre of game that like 
only they seem to do right now. Um, but they've done, what, three of them so far. They've canceled the Marvel one. I don't know how much room there is for these types of games. Yeah, I agree. And I think they also just kind of got lightning in the bottle with Pokemon Go when that came out. Um, basically, too, the CEO, John Hanks, said that the pandemic-era surge of recruitment and expanding pipeline of projects ballooned to the point that once the pandemic ended, the resu- the resulting expenses outpaced its revenue. Um, so basically, a lot of these games weren't making money outside of Pokemon Go, and they had too many people, and... You know, it's a little bit on, I think, interest waning on these sort of games, maybe except Pokemon Go. I know it's still a popular game, but uh, that plus probably just some some bad management there. But it it makes me think a little bit of like Telltale of, you know, Niantic's not closing down, but they're letting a lot of people go. And Telltale, when when they really blew up with The Walking Dead, it's like, let's throw this franchise and that franchise and that franchise at these people. And, you know, it eventually just didn't work. And I feel like that's kind of what I think about with Niantic a little bit of like, Pokemon really work for them. Let's give them Marvel and NBA and Monster Hunter and all sorts of other, you know, different properties that, you know, it's just not, not working out. Unfortunate. Yeah, uh, I I hope those people like maybe maybe some of those developers go on to uh, make something in this in the, like in this direction. Maybe maybe there will be a competitor to Niantic because as far as I'm aware, Niantic is like the like the only developer doing these types of games. Yeah, or at least at same. a large scale, a scale that actually reaches a lot of people in the mainstream. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, we finally had the uh, Annapurna Interactive Showcase. Um, it's 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 near the end of June right now, Tyler. June has come and gone pretty much. Um, but uh, um, Annapurna had some games to announce. They're they had their uh, Blade Runner 2033, um, which is their first in-house game. Annapurna has an in-house game studio now. Um, and, their yeah, their first thing is Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. I thought this looked very cool. I'm kind of intrigued by this narrative focus, which Blade Runner is great for that, and um, led by Chelsea Hash. Um, who did Solar Ash and What Remains of Feet of the Finch. So, yeah, good track record there. But Tyler, 2033? That's only 10 years from now. Oh, I know. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's not that too... <laughs> it is funny to think about, like, Blade Runner's future compared to what it is now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> shit went... I mean, shit is bad in Blade Runner. Don't get me wrong, but shit. Didn't, yeah, things did not pop off IRL the way that we thought they would. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, moving on here, uh, we've got a, a release date for Cocoon. Um, it's coming August. Oh, wait. Hmm. Hold, on. Hold on. Yeah, this this says wait, August, but yeah, September twenty ninth. 
I don't know which is real. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Hold on, let me. Pay. Yeah, September 29th is the real release date here. Okay. For Cocoon. Um, yeah, this game looks cool from the uh, lead gameplay designer of Limbo and Inside. I, I thought it was cool when it was first revealed. I think it Xbox's showcase last year or maybe the year before. Um, so I might check this out. It'll be on Game Pass on Xbox, and it is coming to PlayStation 4 and 5. Uh, Stray is finally coming to Xbox, uh, August 10th. Um, look, I, I'm not going to be mean to Stray. It was a very mid-game, in my opinion, that got way too much attention. Completely agree. It was very okay. Next up, we've got Thirsty Suitors. It's coming November 2nd. Um, is this... What is this? Turn-based combat, skateboarding, cooking, and much more. Yeah, it looks like it's just got <laughs> a variety of shit. Like it, they, There's a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this trailer. There is just a lot. Um, I'm not sure if there's any description that can do this justice. Just go watch the trailer. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we've got uh, Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. That's a, that's a fun title. That's a fun title to say. A <laughs> um, little trailer for that. Uh, it's coming later this year. I don't think it has a date. No. But a pretty cool, stylish game. I mean, that's what Annapurna publishes. Uh, very cool, stylish games. Yeah. Uh, we've got Lush Foil Photography Sim. Uh, it's a photography, photography simulator for people who like photography. I have dabbling interests in photography sometimes. But yeah, this looks cool. This looks like a very Annapurna thing. Yeah, very, it really uh, does. Artist-focused sort of thing. <laughs> Right. Um, no release date. Uh, to a T, a new game from the creator of Katamari Damacy. Uh, what else is there to say? A, a new game from the guy who made Katamari. So. Uh, yeah, and your character stuck in a T pose. And it's billed well, as an episodic 3D adventure. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I Katamari's goofy. where I'm stuck in a T-pose. Yeah. I mean, Kat- Katamari's goofy, so I don't know what we should, you know, shouldn't expect it anything otherwise, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of games, actually. Now. I didn't realize how many games they had announced. Uh, Flock, a co-op game. Uh, you're flying through the skies. Um, yeah. I like. We, I mean, we've recently played a bird board game. Uh, this is birds can bird be game. cool, man. Yeah, like birds. Birds are cool. Uh, we've got Ghost Bike. Um, it's coming next year. Yeah, it's looked cool. And yeah, keep an eye on this one. Stylish biking game. Uh, there's Mundon. Oh, a wow! This is kind of a cool art style it's a horror game it kind of has like a pencil drawn art style 
Yeah, yeah this is, I think this this, this was the... out on PC, but now it's out on consoles. Yeah. So, dude, this yeah. looks cool. This is all right. Yeah, really cool art style there. Um, you got Bounty Star. It's got. Yeah, they got mechs. They've got mechs and farming. Yeah? Does I that mean, excite you? <laughs> I mean, they're saying the words to, to, to pull me in here. I'm seeing... Oh, my God. There's cooking. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are we doing? Why are they trying to target me? This feels unfair. Let's move on. It, it's unfair that they're targeting me with a game like that. Um, Annapurna also publishing a Netflix game uh, called Storyteller. Um, I'm seeing some panels here. Are you building a story with these panels? That's what I guess it seems so. like. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. And then... Um, Annapurna is partnering with a few studios here. Marumi 2 Games and Glass Revolver. There aren't any game announcements being revealed there, but Annapurna cementing itself in the video game publishing and now game-making business, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they've been coming on pretty well over the past few years, but it seems like they are definitely way more in than, than usual. All right, Tyler, let's talk about Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. Um, so they're moving up. The, the, the news stories has it. They're, they're moving up the PC release date to August 3rd, but they're delaying the PlayStation 5 version to September 6th. They haven't even said anything about the Xbox version yet. Um, but that's not the thing that I want to talk about. Tyler, did you see how, how, how many cuts, like how long their cutscenes run? No, I, I did not see that that portion. Tyler, hold on. Let me let me pull up the actual number here. How about you give me a guess? How many hours do you think uh, the cutscenes add up? In uh... <sighs> hmm, let's see here. Wasn't it a story recently that before it came out, Final Fantasy sixteen has? Like twenty something hours of store of cutscenes in it. Mm. So maybe I don't. I don't remember that story, but I feel like a Larian Studios game. You're in for sixty to eighty hundred hours, maybe. I'm gonna say thirty five hours. Am I am I overboard? You're 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 under it. Um, let me. Oh my god! <laughs> what? Let me let me look this up. Do you want to take another guess? Wow, if I'm under it, holy smokes! Um, Forty-seven. Forty-seven hours. <laughs> oh, let me see. Where where is this tweet? Where is this tweet? I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking for this tweet to find the the exact number, but you're still under. You want to take one more guess? Oh my God! Um, Maybe it's on his profile here. Hmm. 
55. Mm. I'm having a hard time finding this. Uh, Damn. Hold on. Let me see. I think Ben Pack talked about it. Let me look. Let me look at Ben Pack's Twitter. You remember Ben Pack? I miss Ben Pack. I liked him a lot. Uh, where? Oh, maybe it's. Hmm. All right. Let me let me do one more search. And you're still low. Do you want to take one more guess? No, I I, I think I'm. F- <laughs> I'm out of guesses. <laughs> mm, okay. I don't even know. Oh, shit. Where are these? Where? So I see these tweets, and then I can't pull them up later. This is this is wild. I, mm. There's a number in my head. Want me to just go with that number that I vaguely remember? Do it. 175 hours. Wow. And... Wow, that is, that's insane. That's insane. I'm just, I can't wait. Bad. I'm just bad at uh, doing searches, I guess. Man, why can I not find the information I'm looking at, looking for? Hmm. Who would have tweeted it? I thought it would be Wario64 would have it, because I feel like that's where I saw it first. But 175 hours of cutscenes. Um, we're going to be playing that game for a long time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can't. I can't wait. It'll be good. Like we're not going to finish it this year. I'm going to say not. it right now. We're not going to finish Baldur's Gate three this year. We might not, but we'll we'll certainly have played a lot of it, and I am very excited. Yeah, I mean it's. That game is huge. That game yeah. is fucking huge. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I knew it was going to be big. Like, there's there's no question that it was going to be a big video game. But to be that fucking big? What the fuck? You know, sometimes it's too big. Sometimes it can be too big. Um... I just hope that, uh, you know, I hope, I hope all of it is good, or at least most of it is good. Because you can throw out a number like that. You can you can make that much content. Right, and it's going to hit to varying degrees. But, like, it's, I just have a hard time believing a game that that fucking huge is going to have bangers throughout. It's just, it's just hard for me to believe. Um... But man, yeah, I want it to be. I want it to be good all the way through. Yeah, same. I mean, I don't know. I could have. I could have played Divinity Two for another fifty hours. So, yeah. I mean, the longer it goes, the more justification is needed for a game in my eyes. But yeah, if there's anyone who can do it, I, I'm just. I'm so sold on Larian Studios that. I'm just I'm fucking ready for this game, man. What a year. Yeah, buddy. All right. Uh let's I mean, I'm I'm just looking at this story now. All the launch class. Tyler, do you want to pick a class? <laughs> <sighs> uh, 
Yeah, which, I don't which know. One of, which one of these class names sticks out to you immediately? I mean, of course, I like barbarians. Mm. I like. I know that might be a little boring, but I do genuinely like feeling very powerful. Big old axe in my hand or sword or whatever. Um, but I gotta admit, one that's sticking out to me, wizard. Wizard? There's a lot of stuff he can do. But no, I'm I'm talking about which subclass because these like which which one of these classes within hmm. wizard are you looking at? Ah, uh, okay. Um Hang on. If you got one, why don't you go? This is going to sound so basic of me. This is going to be... You could have probably called this. But I'm going to go for the great old one, Warlock. Ooh. The old gods called me. <laughs> That's That sounds... Sounds good. I'm gonna. Mm. There's going to be so many tentacles. I'm hoping there are a lot of tentacles with that class. <laughs> Can't pick mm. one, can you? Man, there's there's a good conjuration wizard. Hmm. Maybe. I like wild magic barbarian. That's yeah. kind of interesting to think about. Also, played a ranger in divinity, gloom stalker. Or Beastmaster Ranger? That's intriguing as well. Man, it's going to be hard to pick. It's going to be hard to pick. Yeah, I mean, how much time are we going to spend that character creator? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I know. And then we can recruit all these people. Yeah, it, this world's huge, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm also looking forward to this whole uh, FTC court hearing being done, and we just get a result here uh, because you've you've added some stories from this. Um, yeah, I mean, some stuff, yeah. some information we wouldn't normally get is coming out, which is the interesting part of it. It's just uninteresting that this thing keeps going on and on. <laughs> yeah, I think it is over today. Okay. Um, I don't know if any. Think more will come out of it, but I'm pretty sure it's over today. However, this was like a a thing to stop a temporary thing to stop Microsoft from closing the deal. Um, I'm pretty sure that the other date of August second, the date they initially set a long time ago, is still holding. Mm, okay. So I don't know if more will happen there, or I have no idea. But yeah. Bunch of, I mean, this is only a handful of things that we'll talk about. There's been so much that has come out, and some of it has been leaked as evidence is like submitted and all this stuff. A lot of times, especially for like public, they will redact a bunch of stuff. Um, and in some of these things, they have not redacted things, and then some of it they went over it with like a sharpie, but you could still see through the text or, or see the text through the sharpie. Um, yeah. so a couple dollar figure things here is apparently the last of us part two cost $220 million to develop with a peak headcount of 200 full-time employees 
Horizon Forbidden West cost two hundred twelve million with three hundred developers. Mm. So typically, you know, we don't really get a lot of developed numbers, but you know, around the two hundred million dollar range is what's been thrown out for uh, big budget AAA games, and you can see why. You know, these things just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, some of these games, you can see why they, they cost a lot of money, especially like Horizon Last of Us. They're just oozing with production value. Like, I feel like Final Fantasy sixteen is probably up there from what I've seen. Um, and you could see why, too, there's just been a lot of conversation over the years of like, these games are becoming way too expensive to make. Um Two hundred million puts you in line with a big budget summer blockbuster, um, but even then, like some of you know, post COVID, like theaters are in movies are making money, but nowhere near what they were. So that budget is very risky, like way riskier than it used to be. Um, and who knows, video games could could get there. But it's also like I don't know. How do you if you're Microsoft? I know you can eat. A lot of, a lot of money. But how do you how do you make so many games at two hundred million dollars and just dump them on your service? You know what I mean? Like, you, you they don't have Netflix like numbers to where monthly they they're getting a lot of money. Um, it's, yeah, it's an interesting thing about, it, but we usually just don't get numbers like this. Yeah, for uh, budgets. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, if uh, if Sony wants to hire someone who can you know redact documents properly, I you know if you want to hire me, I'll I'll do that. Like I know how to you know make things not readable. <laughs> is, like I'm just looking at like I'm looking at the work that like how do you submit this? How how do you submit this document and think you've done your job redacting this information? I know. Don't get me wrong, it's, I'm glad we have it, but like <laughs> in like probably your company's biggest court case in ever, how are you this bad? Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Sloppy. It's very pretty sloppy. It is very sloppy. The other one that leaked out is uh Sony basically said how much Call of Duty is actually worth to them. And apparently, it made eight hundred million dollars in in the United States alone in twenty twenty one. That's a lot of money, and Sony's only getting thirty percent of any of those sales. You know, microtransaction, microtransaction sales, as well. Holy smokes! Like you can see, absolutely why they're fighting to keep it on their platform. Which, you know, if you're Microsoft, they've said it over and over again. But why would they take it off? That is an insane amount of money. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah. I just, I just don't uh. I don't get the like how anyone believed the public outcry from Sony about Call of Duty going exclusive. Like, who was that for? And I know, like in these court hearings, we've we've heard some of these FTC people. They're just so out of touch. Maybe that's who this who the, who this crying is for. But like, holy shit! Anyone with a anyone who pays attention should understand what's going on here. 
Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, one other thing here is uh, Jim Ryan, he testified. Um, he called Game Pass, uh, what's, what do you use? Value destructive <laughs> is how he described Game Pass, saying that it just takes away from sales and all that stuff, which it does. Um, I don't know if I'd call it value destructive. I mean, it could, you know, I think it's tricky if you're making a $200 million game, but, you know, there's other ways that Game Pass is great. And as a consumer, Game Pass is amazing. So I'm not complaining about it, you know. Um, But another thing is that he said that uh, Starfield exclusivity, he said it's not anti-competitive. He doesn't like it. But it's uh, not anti-competitive, which he probably can't say anything worse than that. Um, any of saying it's not anti-competitive because Sony was trying to buy Starfield, so you know <laughs> can't really go and say like, oh, it's you know anti-consumer, or way worse than that. So yeah, um, yeah. I I mean, yeah, that's kind of like a big portion of playstation's business is their exclusive first party games so i mean that is a huge selling point for sony like you can't i I don't know how anyone would expect jim ryan to argue this differently yeah and and there's a couple other things that that came out um microsoft was basically it sounded like they were playing the game of we don't like exclusives at all we want to put our games anywhere, but Sony forces our hand to have exclusives to want to buy content because that's what they do. And that's how they, especially in, in recent years, built their their brand higher than it's ever been. Um, so Microsoft was playing that angle a lot. And then it also apparently came out that in 2021, Phil Spencer made the call that every Bethesda title moving forward is going to be exclusive. Now, Elder Scrolls, I think they said that they haven't decided on. There might be another one. but um, So basically, that timeline of Bethesda being bought in 2020, then that wasn't decided yet over what's exclusive and what's not. I think Bethesda was thinking it would be new new IP, but... Phil, apparently Phil himself, made that call. So it's kind of an interesting thing, which, look, I get it. Exclusives aren't the greatest sometimes, and especially when, you know, maybe it's a franchise you liked and it's being taken away from your platform. That sucks. But, I mean, Xbox needs it. Like, I don't blame them for making that call. I just don't. And having Starfield as an exclusive, I mean... We, you see the hype. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Xbox just hasn't had that in a long time. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of like the logical conclusion with, with like just paying attention to how um, how things have gone over the past few years between Xbox and PlayStation. Like the thing that Xbox has is Microsoft behind them with money, and that's how they're going to have to compete because like it obviously it hasn't worked with their studios as they are now like it has not worked with what Microsoft had up until they started making these acquisitions um 
So they kind of have to play. They kind of have to play Moneyball a little bit and try to try to you know compete that way because it's just. I'm not sure if it's just an unwillingness, if it's leadership, or if it's, like, what it is about, like, their first-party studios. Like, they just have not been able to produce on the level that they kind of need to. So. Yeah. It makes sense to go in this direction, especially when you have the resources that they have. Definitely. And the the money part, there was an email uh, that came out, too. Matt Booty, literally. I forget who's, who he was emailing, but he... He literally said word for word, we could spend Sony out of business, which is true, unfortunately. Um, So, yeah. Uh, And the last thing is I find very interesting as well. A lot came out of basically Xbox's wish list of uh, studios and publishers that they wanted to buy. So apparently they made a list of 100 developers and then narrowed it down to a final list. So this is on the, the M&A final watch list. Uh, Thunderful, which they just announced, uh, what was that, 33 Immortals? Yep. I think that's in um, Spirit Fair they did. Um, Supergiant, Niantic, Playrix, Zynga, Bungie, IO Interactive, and Scopely. Other developers... That almost made the list were Behavior Interactive, Housemark, Remedy, Larian Studios, Rebellion Developments, and Paradox Interactive. And then apparently it has also come out that they almost bought Sega and they were thinking about buying Square Enix. Hmm. Yeah, um, that basically been everyone. Wild. That would, <laughs> like, my, yeah, Microsoft can afford to buy everyone if they, they really felt like it. Yeah, they could. Yeah, and and apparently Sega turned them down, but they remain very close, um, which is wild. I mean, I'm sure Microsoft was offering a lot of, a lot of money. Um, Bungie obviously went to Sony. Um, Zynga got bought by Take Two, and IO. I could see IO Interactive being purchased by someone. Apparently they are making an exclusive Xbox game uh, as as well as 007. That'll be multi-platform, but um, yeah. And Remedy, I feel like Microsoft should have bought Remedy a long time ago when they were mostly making Xbox exclusives. But yeah, it's just wild to see a list like this and I mean, it's practically the whole industry it feels like. Crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't like like, I personally don't like the direction this is going. It just it just feels like uh, I don't know. It just feels like uh, people with money are just allowed to buy whoever they want to, like and without yeah. real consideration for what that means for, I don't know. Like maybe the employees there. Uh, maybe maybe it's just not. I I don't know. There's something different about working for. Uh, for an indie studio, and then suddenly you're working for fucking Microsoft. Like this, this there are different pressures, different dynamics going there. And uh, for people like in the industry who maybe like wanted a job at a smaller studio, <laughs> they're suddenly thrust into Microsoft. Like right. Yeah. It seems like right. you're either working for Microsoft or Sony if you're trying to make a certain type of game. Yeah. 
seems to be what it's heading towards. All right. Uh, got a couple more here. Uh, got some numbers from Suricana. No. <laughs> You want to take the 10 best-selling games of May, and then I'll take the the year? Yep. Yeah. All right. Top 10 of May. Number 10, Far Cry 6. Number 9, Resident Evil 4 Remake. 8, Mario Kart 8. 7, FIFA 23. 6, MLB The Show 23. 5, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. 4, Dead Island 2. 3, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. 2, Hogwarts Legacy. Number 1. No surprise. Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. And the best-selling games of the year so far. 10, Madden NFL 23. 9, Dead Space. 8, FIFA 23. 7, Dead Island 2. 6, MLB The Show 23. 5, Resident Evil 4 Remake. 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, I almost did the fucking thing that you did. God damn it. Uh, (laughs) 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Two, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and at number one is still Hogwarts Legacy. Um, yeah, I mean, I I imagine Zelda's going to get to the top of that list, maybe. I think so, too. I mean, it's only been out a couple weeks by the time they took this. Yeah. Um, so I could see it. Um, I love that in the top ten, Dead Space is hanging in there. I know it won't be in there much longer if it is even there right now, but I love seeing that. Mm-hmm. Also, it's good to see Star Wars Jedi Survivor up there just because, you know, yay. <clears throat> yeah, and fucking Respawn making good good video games. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Uh, spending for the month up 12% over last year to $4.1 billion. No surprise there, just because, you know, it just feels like every week there's a massive game that is coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, jeez, I wonder what, I wonder what this, uh, what, September, is it, that all the fucking games, or was, is it November that all the games are coming out? September, October, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So many fucking games. There. Mm. I know. So it's insanity, games. dude. It's a crazy year. Maybe our next show, we should do like a, a halfway through the year sort of thing. Yeah. Let's evaluate our, our top games, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, lastly, here we have the PlayStation Plus games for July. Um, and they are Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Alan Wake Remastered, and Endling Extinction is Forever. Um, yeah. No other, we, we don't have the, the other games that'll be, you know, with the other tiers and all that. But, um, yeah. I think as, I mean, a decent month. I'm interested in maybe visiting uh, Alan Wake Remastered. Ahead of Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 looks really cool. It does. Yeah, Alan Wake's the, the one for me. I mean, call, getting Call of Duty's huge. Um, so, never heard of that final game, Endling. 
Um, Ten games are going to be leaving PlayStation Plus Extra Premium and Premium. Uh, Saints Row, Get Out of Hell, Stray, Rogue, Stormers, uh, Marvel's Avengers Definitive Edition, Bioshock, Bioshock 2, Bioshock Infinite, Borderlands, The Handsome Collection, Fluster Clock, and Raiden 5, Director's Cut. All right. Well, that's the news that we have for you all this week. Um, I wanna, I wanna play some Final Fantasy 16. I, I'm itching for it. Me too, um, man. Oh boy. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna yeah. do it. Yeah. I'm excited to talk with you about that. Um, we'll do that next time. We've got the Austrian Grand Prix this weekend. At the Red Bull Ring, it's a sprint race weekend, so got some extra action going on. A lot of support races running this week as well. Yeah, definitely. Austria and uh, Red Bull Ring, usually pretty good. Yeah. So, looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll see if uh, Checo decides he wants to go around the outside again. Yeah, we'll see. See how much he likes the gravel. Uh Apparently I imagine, I imagine had, Red Bull's just going to run away with this one. It's all those long straights. It's just... I, I can imagine Red Bull lapping the field this this time. Yeah, we'll see. Um, um, Red Bull have stumbled on sprint weekends in a couple of them. You think back to Brazil last year. Yeah. Um, Baku this year. Even though Checo won, like Max was off... Um, so it's a possibility. And then even Austria last year, it was the sprint weekend. Then, um, they just kind of completely blew the setup on, on Max's car. So never know, but I'm with you though. I think they have a little extra motivation to probably want to win this race too. Um, since this is the first time they're back here since, uh, Diedrich managed just passed away last year. So. Yeah, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, we'll be back next week talking some Final Fantasy 16. Um, I'm probably not going to talk about that AEW game. It looks bad. I don't think I want to play it. It does. Yeah, um, that's a shame. Uh, and then maybe something else will pop up. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll somehow start another video game, even though I probably shouldn't until I finished some. Because, you know, the Steam Summer Sale is going on right now, and there are games mm. on my wish list that are on sale, and I have to resist. I Damn. must resist. But yeah, uh, all of you out there can help us in a number of ways, uh, rating and reviewing us, and then ultimately sharing us with your friends, people who may be interested in a podcast about video games who who listens to those anyways i don't know maybe you know other people who listen to that you're listening to it maybe you know other freaks just like you uh we'll be back (laughs) next week and until then be good to each other play your video games and big old chickens